0: Today on the Chokeslam Wrestling Report we're going to be talking about the NXT takeover from Portland that happened last night and also Minoru Suzuki talking about the distinguishing the titles in New Japan. He is not happy with the titles the way they're being used and we will be talking about that. That and much more the Chokeslam Wrestling Report. of the Shilksand wrestling report guys i am back with another new episode and we're going to be talking about the nxt takeover at portland that happened last night for you guys who didn't see it but well, i suggest you not to listen to this podcast tonight because this is what we're going to talk about the nxt takeover i haven't done an nxt takeover since august of review since i think august of last year uh but the first match of the night was keith lee versus donovan dr De- this match was awesome from the beginning. This was for the North American title match, and this match—I uh, don't know—these guys are huge guys, and they were doing stuff that Cruiserweight do. Uh, this match was back-and-forth match, and it was hard-hitting, grounded pound match. I mean, these guys were doing things that—I uh, mean—I seen one match between these two individuals. And NXT, I think it was the beginning of uh, September of last year, um, to open up NXT. And at first, when I saw Keith Lee doing his move, I'm like, this guy's 320 pounds, and he moves in that ring like he's 220, and he's doing things that we got, you know, it's amazing. And and Donovan, uh, Donovan doesn't stay behind for a big guy. He's like probably six eight, six nine, and he's doing incredible stuff. I mean, it it, it was. There was so much things happening in that match. That I couldn't sit down and write down every move by move. But what I could tell you is, um, as far as this match, is that, you know, Keith Lee won this match. He did pin um, Donovan. And, but it goes to show you that these guys should not be moved from NXT. They should stay in the gold brand. Don't move them up to Raw or SmackDown. Because if we do that. Then you're damaging NXT. And then you're going to damage these guys. Because when they come up to the roster, these guys are not going to be the same. we already seen them what happened to Ricochet. We have seen them what happened to Andrade. We have seen to all the NXT guys that have gone up. And they've never been the same ever since that. Finn Balor was a great example. He was like the longest NXT champion. And they brought him up. He he won the Universal title, but then only to give it up the following day because Seth Rollins and his careless self got him hurt. So what I'm saying is Keith Lee, uh, let's do Keith Lee. He keeps impressing me over and over and over again. I mean, his showing at the Royal Rumble was awesome. Him and Brock facing each other. That could be a great match in the future. But this match between Keith Lee and, and, I mean, one point, I mean, Donovan went and had um keith lee on his shoulder he was trying to do something but keith lee so heavy he had to let him go let him drop because otherwise both wrestlers would have got hurt but keith lee wins this match he retains the north american title i don't know who's going to be his next challenger but right now he's going to be a dominant north american champion in nxt that's all i gotta tell you then we had the woman street fight between Tegan Knox and dakota kai this match was from beginning violent from the beginning dakota uh, attacked tegan the minute she came out uh tegan came out dakota went from behind and attacked her um i mean there was a one point in this match when they started taking out the garbage can they started taking out all this other stuff Um think it was taking was sitting on the ring apron and the edge of the ring apron and dakota smacked the bricks out of knox with the top lid of the garbage can the pieces came out of it. I don't know what came out of it, but I know he she smacked her real hard. It was just crazy. But um, as the match continued, um, somebody' but, um, laptop was taken by Knox, and Knox went and took that laptop and blasted Kai right on her knee with the laptop. And this, um, and it looked like you know. Uh, Tegan was gonna win this match. I mean, the woman went violent. She was beating her with the chairs and everything. At one point, she uh, Tegan took the the um, the uh, table, brought it in the ring, laid the Dakota Kai on top of the table, put a chair wrapped around her neck. As Tegan was going up to the ropes, um Raquel Gonzalez, never seen this girl, never heard of her, popped out of nowhere. And pretty much grabbed Tegan and double it was like she grabbed it by her neck and it was like a double choke slam type move. But when she dropped it on the table, the table didn't break. And it was a bad landing for Tegan. And with that move that took the quarter to come out of nowhere and she ends up pinning uh, Tegan Knox in this match. And it was just like What in the world happened? You know? Raquel uh, Gonzalez looks like a big girl. She looks built. built. She looks like she's on incredible shape. But I don't know where that's going to happen. I don't know what's going to go with that. She's going to be part of uh, like a bodyguard for Dakota. Who knows? But it was a bad landing for Tegan. It was real bad. We'll be right back after this. And the next match was Finn the Prince Balor versus Johnny Wrestling Johnny Gargano in a match where these men these went at it. On a high energy level. I uh, mean. Like I said. I'm not going to tell you what uh, happened. Uh, blow by blow. Whatever. I'm just going to tell you. How I felt about this match. Uh, my opinion on this match. This match is great. I'm sorry. Finn Balor looked like the old Finn Balor from 2013 in New Japan. And the old Finn. Uh, Prince Devitt, If you want to call him. Um, Johnny Gargano. Of course. He is a great great wrestler. And these two guys went at it. I mean. At one point. I mean this was a violent match a, the, the you know um these guys went at it from the beginning to the end and and at one point um gargano tried to um I think he tried to drop ballard on the, one of the announcer tables but didn't work and instead ballard went and caught gargano and laid him out on top of the table I think it was the Spanish announcing table, and he jumped from one announcing table to the other and double-kicked Johnny Gargano from the top of the um, table, and Gargano landed messed up. He landed by the railing, but he was on top of the table, guys. That's what I'm talking about. He double-kicked him. Like, usually what um, Ballard does, he double-kicks a wrestler to the corner, and then he does the coup de grace. Well, he double-kicked Gargano while he was standing in... Top of the announcing table, where Gargano flew to probably cross five to ten feet away from the announcer, landing back on the um, on his back on the railing. Um, That pretty much set up um, for uh, Gargano to get set up for the Bloody Sunday, which now they call it uh, what 1916. Now they call it NXT. I still call it Bloody Sunday DDT, and that's how. Finn Balor won this match. Um, Balor looks great. I haven't seen Balor since he uh, betrayed Gargano. That's how long I haven't watched NXT. But um, this, the more I kept seeing NXT last night, the more I kept saying I missed NXT TakeOver. And this is the reason why I say WWE is still on the map because of NXT. If NXT was not around, guys, I'll tell you right now, they would be in so, so much trouble. NXT last night from the first three matches that I just t- played signing with had me like off the edge of the chair because these matches were great um, And I usually don't talk highly about NXT and I mean not that I got anything in NXT but I really don't do anything of NXT I usually probably may do a takeover here and there but NXT this is what I say The uh, Wednesday Night War no such thing people just making this up as they go wrestling fans uh, just want something to be part of Um NXT as the three matches, those matches were great. Then we had the Re-Ripley versus Bianca Belair. This was another match, it was pretty good. Um there were there were fans out there they were giving uh star ratings on it. They gave it I think a two point seven five. I think they should have given more. Um, this was pretty good. There's very physical back and forth with I mean Bianca show. That she is ready for the big show. This girl is awesome. I mean, the more I see her, the more the confidence, so you know, Rhea Ripley. That girl's a beast. I'm sorry right now. This, I, this woman is just like am I getting I believe she was the first NXT UK champion, women's champion, I could believe. I may be wrong. I don't know. You guys NXT fans know better than I do. But Rhea Ripley did her thing also. But Rhea Ripley is still dominant and still doing her thing um, but there was a, one point these girls started slapping each other in the corner it was like a slap a between both of them and Then Bianca went and swung her hair smacked the bricks out of um, uh, Rhea Ripley with her tail but at the end Rhea Ripley was too much for Bianca and she did the pump handle um, the pump handle slam for the win and she retains the NXT Women's Champion afterwards Who shows up? But no other than Charlotte. And Charlotte, being uh, Charlotte, comes and attacks behind, tells her that she is challenging for the NXT Women's Champion. Now, this is the part that I don't get. So, you've done all your reigns in the the Raw and SmackDown. Now you want to come to NXT and challenge a champion. And the reason you did that was because nobody wants to see Charlotte versus Becky. Nobody wants to see. Charlotte versus Bailey it's been tiring man. up it's been garbage so what better way to say Charlotte's career is bring her to NXT and challenge Rhea Ripley and if they take away a belt from Rhea Ripley I'm gonna be so pissed off because Charlotte does not deserve no belt at all you had your chances you had everything you had to have you had had your chances it's no need for you to come out of nowhere and now and beat the queen of NXT now Rhea Ripley is the future This woman is hot as just hot right now. For WWE or NXT, whoever's behind that, to cut that um, momentum from Real Ripley will be stupid. We'll be right back after this. And the next match was for the NXT Tag Team Titles, Undisputed Era: Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly, what I call the last, the, the the Red Dragon. I don't care what anybody says. Well, against the bruiserweights, which it was Matt Riddle and Pete Dunn. This match um at the beginning of the match uh Riddle started saying something about Bobby Fish fried fried fish whatever it was a nonsense thing which did not make was not funny to me. Um so but Riddle and Dunn dominated in the beginning of the match. Um it you know these guys went at it great tag team match um everything you can imagine, I mean, it, there was points where we saw um, Undisputed Era uh, hit the, uh, I think, I forgot him with the Red Dragon, whatever they call it, uh, the last of the Dragon, and a couple of times they were close to pinning Matt Riddle and, and Pete Dunne, but uh, these guys uh, show Matt Riddle and Dunne, and showed that they could go one-on-one with the, the former IWGP junior tag team champions ring of honor tag team champion the best tag team of the juniors back 2015 2016 the red dragons. I don't care what you guys say is the undisputed era and they went toe-to-toe with them um, This was a great match the way tag team should be in the main roster I don't understand why NXT is and, and it's part of WWE and it's showing the roster main roster how to do tag team this match was a great match because these guys went at it. There was nothing, nothing that was um was left off of this match. It was a great storytelling of um, this uh, tag team. Like one of my friends from Tur- Turnbuckle Tabloid claimed it was a good story of a tag team match. And Matt Riddle and Pete Dunne, they won the Cl- Dusty Classic. And I knew there was not going to be... uh. A good day for uh, uh, O'Reilly and Fish because they right now Riddle and Dunn are the hottest thing right now in NXT, so they were gonna beat them anyway. So, uh, so they Riddle and Dunn became the NXT tag team champions, and which is a good move. But it was to show you though, I guess they kept Matt Riddle in the tag team scene because he's right now in hot water with McMahon, and he won't be coming up the. um, Anytime soon to the main roster, so it was to show you the pity itself of, um, of McMahon. But then again, Matt Riddle wrote his uh, you know, I say make your bet, you lie on it. So, because of the stuff that he was doing over the summer, calling out Goldberg, um, calling out Brock, and I guess McMahon didn't like that. So, that leads to um, to um, you getting stuck in NXT and. Triple H in return say okay, you're gonna be with me. Let me give you the tag team titles with Pete Dunne and they were good They look good. They look like they never it's like like they've been tag team champions for a long time so another you know, uh the next match after that was the NXT world title match This was a very great match They had me in the edge of the seat Adam I'm cool versus Tommaso Ciampa for the NXT world title and being methodical and beating the crap out of Kof during the beginning of the match outside early in the match. Adam Cole um at one point catches Champa on a wheelbarrow and then slams him backwards to the announcer table. I thought he broke his neck. I mean it was bad. I was like, oh god. Um, but then you know, through all that, you know, Champ went into control of the match by hitting a torture rack, um uh, spin around power bond sit down for the two count. Um, of course you know you can't count out Adam Cole because Adam Cole comes back with his own stuff he hit a Hiroshi Goroshi on Ciampa for a two count and it came back and forth that's the way it was Ciampa power bombs Adam Cole on the announcer table not once but twice and then Ciampa dropped um, Adam head first on the edge of the ring I, I was like I thought he was done but then of course they kept going in and out of the ring and at one point, Adam Cole went and he did the Panama Sunrise outside the ring on Champa. But as Adam Cole throws Champa in the ring, Adam gets caught with a DDT. And he gets caught with a DDT in um, a 2 count. This match was awesome. But then Roderick strong pops out. And as soon as Roderick Strome pops out, he's coming from the other side of the ring. Adam Cole and Champa are fighting on the other opposite side of the outside of the ring. And as Champa goes, throws in um Cole in the ring. Fish and O'Reilly comes out of nowhere, jumps um Champa. But it was just like the Undisputed Era, kept attacking Champa. But at one point, Champa took out the whole um, um Undisputed era. And then but, but when he goes back in the ring, he gets three super kicks the last shot. and he Adam Cole still couldn't put Champa away, but then the referee gets knocked down. Of course, like Oh it's, you know, this is gonna happen. He hits uh, Champa hits the fairy tale ending, but no referee. Johnny Gagano comes out now. Before the referee got knocked out, uh, Adam Cole had asked Roderick Strong to give him the, the title. As Roderick Strong throws the title in the ring, he lives in the corner. So, like I said, now Champa has. Adam Cole, after he with the fairy tale ending, Johnny Gargano comes out, he's in the corner, and as Ciampa is about to get the title, to use it on Cole, Johnny Gargano stops him. And there's a tug of war between both of them, and then out of nowhere Johnny Gargano blasts Tommaso Ciampa with the belt. And then Adam Cole retains the belt after Johnny Gargano hits Ciampa. And let me tell you something, this is gonna be another Classic between these two, Johnny again on Champa. Two years ago, these guys, Champa was the heel, Gargano was the fan favorite. Now it's the other way around. Now, Champ is the favorite, Gargano's the heel. So that's gonna be classic. There's gonna be a lot of takeover between these two. These two are gonna kill each other again, and I'm gonna be looking forward to it because I love they fan matches. Their matches are good, their matches are strong. So. That's going to be something to watch, guys. Something to watch. You're going to enjoy it. If you haven't seen the feud between Johnny Gargano and Ciampa the last couple of years, you're missing out. They headlined two, two, I think takeovers of uh, the 2018. That was great. We'll be right back. And in other news, guys, um, this, this weekend I was able to sit down and actually watch some New Japan shows that I have missed. Some Ring of Honor shows that I have missed. Uh, Ring of Honor. My take on that, they uh building. You could say it's just building. They had a, they got a couple of wrestlers in there that, that I was very uh, so, uh, impressed. Some guy named Dan Hammerstein, something hamstones, Hammerstein, whatever his name is, and uh, Drew Drake, Draker, Draper, something like that. So they got a couple of new um young guys in there, and of course you know they got the veterans in there. Um Marty Scurll still there. They could see the NWA now getting involved with the Ring of Honor again, which is great. That will help them tremendously. And um, I know Tomatanka, they uh did an interview with him and he said that uh Ring of Honor right now is going to a transition, which I agree. There, you know, that's gotta be done. So but um they got a lot of shows coming up. They got the the passing and the present, they got the uh, supercar of honor, they got the anniversary show, the anniversary show already announced Marty Scroll and Flick Gordon they're gonna get a tag team title shot from um, Jonathan Gresham and Jay Um, Leto so that's gonna be good Um, also news from New Japan Mineru Suzuki says title should be distinguished put itself in and New Japan put itself in the corner when they did the double gold dash at Wrestle Kingdom which is true because now my question that I was uh, like I said I was watching uh, Kento versus uh, Tezu and Naito for the um, for the double belts, the IWGP and the Intercontinental, and um, that was a good match. But now my question is, if to loses the IWGP belt, does he lose both of them? So that's that's you know now you put the Intercontinental in a situation where now it's not going to get defended unless it's defended with the IWGP World belt. So uh, and Minoru Suzuki said. They should distinguish it and they're not doing it and that's the problem with the other side of. he said for example the u.s title should be defended in american soil which is the u.s iwgp title should be defended in the, in, the, in the united states the intercontinental belt should have been put with wrestlers coming from australia england or united states to wrestle the wrestler in, in new japan which is that's why it's called intercontinental the never open weight belt that should be uh, heavyweight challenging a junior super junior uh, And going against each other and so-and-so so there's a lot of confusion right now I guess in Minuzuzuki's Suzuki's mind that because the belts are not being distinguished which is kind of true I don't see a problem with what's going on with New Japan with the exception of the Intercontinental belt Now being unified with the IWP uh, World belt now, I don't know it, they say it's not unified. They say it's, he's double champion again if Naito loses the IWGP belt Would he stay with the Most likely he probably will But that's here and there And again I don't doubt that New Japan Wrestling Because New Japan Pro Wrestling always find a way To do a great show You see they sold out Wrestle Kingdom 14 For the two days that they had Plus New Year's Dash So they were able to do that So I don't see a problem with that at all um, And they always plan two years ahead so they got this stuff ahead of time, you know, um, and if somebody don't show up, like right now, Lance Archer, right now, Lance Archer wrestled this weekend, Warrior Wrestling. So he's in the States. Um, so they could work something around it. Now, Minoru Suzuki has not been happy with Japan in a while. Um, I'm surprised that he's still wrestling with them. Um, he has a couple of other shows coming up, um, but that's something to see. I don't know. You figure he may not go to NOAH because NOAH right now just got bought by DDT they don't know what that going so it's a lot of stuff going on right now in the wrestling business especially in New Japan but you know it is what it is anyway this is it the uh, Joker wrestling report I just give the NXT review which was a great show last night like I said WWE should not touch NXT at all leave them alone let them build their own stuff they're making you money You keep dealing with the smackdown and raw garbage that you've been doing. A man should not touch that at all. XFL, supposedly people said the XFL sucks. I I saw a couple of uh, games or clips here and there. I know the New York Guardian uh, quarterback got benched after he was interviewed by an ASPN analyst. And he mentioned something about uh, they got to change the game plan because they were losing to DC in... He got benched, so I don't know if this is some kind of like this is a wrestling storyline because I won't bother McMahon. McMahon wants to make things stupid, but anyway, it is what it is. And um, I know that um, I'm really not looking forward to any of that crap. I'm just really, really tired of, of the WWE uh, as far as Raw and SmackDown. And it's funny because I try to get away from WWE, but I go back to NXT, so right now. I like NXT. I was I was like the NXT. Uh, They 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 got a good brand and and they should have. McMahon should just stepped out, give everything to Triple H. That's what I gotta say about that. But um, but it was a good show and hopefully you know we'll see. Remember this Wednesday, we have I'm sure I think Pac versus Kenny Omega this week, and I believe they have the cage match. At AEW Dynamite this week with Cody Rose and Warlow. That storyline keeps getting better and better. So that's going to be good. Um, so if we look forward to that this Wednesday, which I'll be reviewing on Thursday. So, you know, be on the lookout for that. So that's it, guys. Thank you for listening to my, the Chokeslam Wrestling Report. I am your host, The Ultimate One. Again, you guys can listen to me in uh, iHeartRadio, uh, I Pandora, uh, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Plus, so Google Play, Google whatever podcast whatever. I, I always say Google Plus, but it's Google podcast and Google Play. Find me there. You can find me in, um, like I said, Art the Anchor, the Anchor um, podcast. I'm all over the place, guys. Um, I also got a YouTube channel called the Chokeslam Wrestling Report, which is my wrestling podcast. In there, I just put a video this past Saturday. Why is the WWE continue bringing legends to boost their TV ratings? And some troll came out and said, "Oh, you just answer your question, but you gotta listen to the to my opinion and my feedback on why are they doing it? That's stuff for the TV really, but the nostalgia. But anyway, um, so you can check that out. I uh, just put the video this Saturday. You go check the link on top of my YouTube channel page. You see my Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and you click and you get the information plus the anchor uh, link is in there where you can listen to all my audio podcasts. The one that I'm speaking on right now. Um, again, I want to thank all my supporters and everybody who I have reached. I have reached places in in the world that I am very, very humble about. I just got. I think Czechoslovakia was one of them, and I believe I just got the Netherlands. So, if the Netherlands are listening to this, shout out to you guys. Thank you for supporting the podcast. Puerto Rico, Australia, United Kingdom, Canada, Ireland. It's one of the many places I have reached, and again, I thank everybody for the support. And hopefully, you know, it could, could keep growing and bringing the fan base to a larger, larger a base. You know, so you guys can listen to all my wrestling rumors and news. And again, thank you very much. Until then, guys, I'll see you Thursday with the AEW review. Until then, have a good day.